Welcome to Conversations with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Abastella, school counselor here at Chimicum Junior and Senior High. I'll be interviewing students, staff, community members, outside community members, hoping to provide them a voice to share their perspectives and insights. Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Abastella. This week, I have senior student Daniel Johnson with me. Daniel, thank you so much for uh, being a guest on my show today. Yeah, no problem. So, Daniel, you are a senior, and we, as we're t- recording this, this is late April. We're going to be graduating pretty soon, June 16th. Uh, how are you feeling? Um, well, you know, I'm getting more ready by the, you know, as the days go on. Uh, you know, at the start of the year, I kind of I put it off and think about it, but, you know, it's April now, coming to the end of April, and, you know, starting to realize, like, oh, I got, what is it, like, seven weeks, something like that, not even that. Seven, eight, nine weeks. Yeah. Getting close. So, yeah, you know, we're out of here June 3rd, I think. June 10. Oh, really? Oh, I thought June 10th. Oh, maybe I got it mixed up, but, That's yeah, good. I mean... You know, it's not that not that long until then. So, just kind of been buckling down and getting ready to, you know, get out there and do whatever I'm going to do. When did the flip? Uh, when did the switch flip for you um, this year? Um, honestly, not that long ago. I mean, you know, I was trying to put it off for as long as I could, but it's kind of un- unavoidable at this point. You know, like it's just not that much time. So, I guess. Maybe a month ago, I was like, okay, you know, I came in and talked about my credits and stuff, and I realized, like, okay, this is, you know, what was on the itinerary, what I had to actually get done, and that's kind of when I was like, okay, it's actually happening, happening now, you know, so, yeah, about a month ago, I'd say. Okay. How's the journey been for you up to this point, meaning your whole high school career? How did you describe the journey? Um, well, I kind of came into high school, you know, indifferent towards... All of it. I mean, I was getting okay grades. I was I was passing, and I, um, and then you know sophomore year came around, and that was you know, no, I don't think many people did good there, and you know I didn't. I really struggled with that online format. Um, can you describe a little bit about the sophomore year? What, what it was? I, yeah. I know that was the COVID time, but can you describe a little detail why it was difficult? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was difficult because we you know first semester we were all at home, and we were you know supposed to get up by I mean it was a little bit later than we have to get up now but you know we were supposed to get up and then turn our computers on and sit at our computers and then there was like this big break in the middle and then it eventually got to the point where it was like you know we didn't really have much to do so you know me and a bunch of other people were just we kind of figured out like hey I can just like flip over wake up have my laptop there and just pass out or, you know, do whatever I want. We weren't, you know, at least myself, I wasn't paying too much attention. And so that ended it with me not doing very much work. So, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, I didn't take advantage of what that was, I guess. I didn't really see. I kind of just took, I took advantage of it in a different way. Instead of, you know, getting this lesser amount of work done, I chose to put it off and get some more free time, which was really just me laying in bed, not doing anything. So, yeah. And then second semester came around, and I was in school more, and then I started doing more, you know, because we were there for half days. It was like 
you know, it was early, you know, 7.45 to 11-ish or so. And so, you know, that was easy to, you know, get through day by day. How was the experience coming back last year? Because obviously you came back last year, and then this year is obviously the first full year. And you have to wear the masks. How was that for you? Well, I definitely, I like having our normal school experience back. Um, but last year was, last year was weird because... I mean, I didn't really meet people at this school because, you know, I came here freshman year and that was the week it shut down. So I was here and there was a half day of the week I came. So I was here four and a half days and then, you know, sophomore year and then not everyone came back in the second semester of sophomore, of sophomore year. So I didn't really meet people. So junior year I came and I was just kind of doing the same thing I was doing in that second semester of sophomore year it was just hanging around. Not really, you know, I didn't really know anybody, and I don't really have trouble going out and meeting people, but, like, at a new school, I just kind of was, like, sitting there, like, okay, I'll just, you know, it is what it is. But then, um, you know, about halfway through junior year, you know, some some of the people I'm friends with now started reaching out to me and, you know, like, hey, come sit with us at lunch and everything. And so How did that make you feel? That was really cool. I mean, you know... I don't know why, but I didn't really reach out to anybody and, like, try to make friends when I got to the school. Um, so then having people, like, you know, they saw I was, you know, just sitting alone, which was, like, I, I wasn't really, I didn't have a problem with it. But then when they came and, you know, were like, hey, come and sit with us, they were constantly bugging me. And I was like, okay, I'll, you know, this is really cool. And then, I, you know, I find out these people are awesome people, you know. So that, that was just a good feeling. Um, Who are some of the people that reached out to you? Um, I mean, Nate and AJ and Paisley and Macy and all them. They, you know, they kind of sat at a table out, kind of just right out there, you mm-hmm. know, behind us. And they, uh, you know, they just invited me to sit with them a few times and then I started doing it. And, you know, then come, I didn't really hang out with them that much last year, but then this year came around and everyone's got their licenses and everything so then we started hanging out more so that's cool that's cool you mentioned that um one thing i noticed you mentioned so far so you weren't originally from here you came from uh different school districts i think you've told me before key peninsula um Mm -hmm. what other schools did you come from originally um well i went to key peninsula middle school which is on the kp and then um, that's down kind of by like gig harbor Uh and then uh peninsula middle school uh or uh, high school I went there for a semester my ninth grade year, um, and that was different. It was a big school. I mean, there were, we were the biggest freshman class in a while coming in. I think there were like 400, 400 something of us in that class, and then, you know, so there were like over a thousand kids in that school. I'm just wondering, so how did that feel? From You came from a bigger school, bigger environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you've told me you still have friends that are uh, from that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it feel to come from a bigger uh, school environment to here where it's a little smaller? Um, it was definitely harder to get used to because, I mean, I've, I've never really gone to a smaller school before. I mean, you know, I've, I've lived in a few different places and gone to many different schools. Um, but, you know, I was living out in Michigan, and those schools were always bigger. I mean, the elementary school I went to in Michigan probably had as many kids as we do now. How um, is Michigan compared to... Uh, here, Washington well, State. I mean, Michigan. I only really lived there for like two years, um, but it was such a like we all, my whole family, we hated Michigan. 
So it kind of like in my mind, since I was younger, especially it stretches out, feels like we were there a lot longer. Um, I don't know. It was, we kind of lived like right outside of the Detroit area. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it's not as sketchy as a lot of people make it out to be in some of those areas, but like, it's definitely, I'll take where we're at now over Michigan all day for okay. sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One thing getting to know you a little bit, uh, you've told me a little bit you've lived in uh, the trailer parks mm -hmm. and uh, maybe some struggles a little bit with um, well, poverty. Growing up, can you tell me a little bit about the experiences? Yeah, well, um, so I was born out in Minnesota and we lived in like a condemned house, I guess, and I don't remember much because I was two when we moved. But um, yeah, my parents tell me our house was condemned that we were living in out there and um, I can't remember what my dad was doing out in... Minnesota, but then we moved out to Port Orchard because my, you know, my grandparents lived out here for years at this point. And then, so we were just moving out by family, better job. My dad got a job with his buddy, um, Shane. They had a plumbing company. I don't, I don't know what he was doing, but he, he had a job there. And then we lived, we lived in a double wide out in PO and, uh, yeah, and then we, we moved around a few times. We got lucky. We uh we rented a house from some family friends after the that first house out here. And then we moved into another house out by Artendale. Um and then my dad got laid off at Stacy Plumbing. So he he picked up a job with his buddy, um his friend from high school. He runs like this this company called auto warehousing company and they kind of like they put like the glass on cars and stuff they import them and then ship them out after they do all that stuff and then he got a job there but the only opening was in their michigan facility so we had to move out there and then um then we moved out there we lived out in like a little bit of a it wasn't like a nice neighborhood but nicer than the trailer park we were living in you know the yards were all green grass and everything i i don't know but trying to paint a picture of was, you know, a smaller house, but we didn't need a bigger house at the time because we were smaller family back then. I think it was five, maybe six of us, I think. Um, so, yeah, we were living out there, and then, you know, I was younger, so I don't really know why we moved into the trailer park, but, you know, money was tight. It was just my dad working. So we moved into a, a trailer park about 15 minutes away from that neighborhood, and then I went to a different elementary school out there, and that elementary school, we had problems there, I guess. My, you know, with, they didn't really accommodate kids well. I don't know. So we moved back to the elementary school I went to at the first house. And then, so I was living in the, that was, we were living in the trailer park for maybe a year, but man, that was a lot. I mean, for, I was like eight at the time, a lot of just crazy stuff went down. I mean, I remember, the it, we used to get a lot of rain out in Michigan, and then you know once every you know once, every year during the rainy season we'd get a big like it it come down on us and then um, in the trailer park the uh, the drains would clog up and so the streets would flood and then kids would go out into the streets and swim in that rainwater in the streets. Oh, wow. And they, yeah, they tried to get us out, but my mom was too smart because, I mean, there were trash cans tipping over and 
so there was garbage floating in that water and stuff. And my mom was like, you guys are not swimming in that. And you'd be like, what? Like, everyone's out there swimming. Like, why can't, you know. How deep was the water? Oh, it was, they were swimming, swimming. Like, it was oh my. flooded. So, I mean, it was deep enough. Um, yeah, and then I remember <laughs> one time my grandpa came out to stay with us for a little while. Was, I think it may have been after my sister was born out in Michigan. Um, but they got the news out there and the news, the, the van and they were like, they were showing live right in front of our house. And then my grandpa goes over there. He's like, I'm going to be on TV. So he's going over there trying to get in there and trying to get an interview. And everything. <laughs> it was the funniest thing, but yeah, I mean, that happened multiple times. So it was, it was crazy. How did the experiences shape you who you are today as a person or did kind of influence you with how you look at things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, did, I was too young to realize at the time what our financial situation was looking like because, you know, we always had food on the table. I mean, my parents always made sure we were taken care of. But, um, you know, we've come a long way since then, so I it's given me a better lens, I guess, to look through, to look back and, like, realize that, you know, as much as I'd want to, you know, get down on myself and be like, oh, life sucks right now, I mean you look back, I mean, it's been worse for us and it's a lot worse for a lot of other people. So you, I guess you just learn to appreciate where you come, you know, where you've come from and where you're at right now. Yeah. Awesome. What would you say you're, uh, up to this point, what would you say your personal, your biggest accomplishment's been, personally? Um, honestly, I think I'm uh, pretty proud of the fact that my mom's in a band and I've gotten the privilege to play with them live. I think that's pretty cool because, you know, since the eighth grade, um, music has been, you know, the big, probably the biggest thing in my life, you know. And so since then, I've, it's always been a, a race to see, you know, am I going to be able to get there and do something with that? And I think that's a big milestone for me, getting up and playing in front of people with like a well put together band. I think that's so far been my biggest like milestone, accomplishment, achievement, whatever. That's awesome, that's hot. So let's go on the flip side. What would you say some of your biggest uh, obstacles or struggles have been, maybe even failure, um, how have you learned from it? Um, honestly, my biggest obstacle has been trying to figure out what I'm actually going to do with my life because Outside of music, I don't really have any big, um, like, goals or or passions, you know? So it's been kind of hard to try and channel the music thing into something I can do um, that will be able to support me when I'm out of high school and, you know, living on my own. So I guess, I guess trying to figure out what I'm going to do outside of that, trying to build a passion for something. That's been my biggest struggle. Awesome. All right. So continuing on, who are some of the three biggest influences you've had in your life and how have they impacted you? Um, okay. The biggest one is my dad. I mean, looking back and seeing how he, you know, supported us through everything when we were going through the financial straits and everything. Um, and just like his character, everything that he has said to me over, you know, through my childhood and up until now, um, is really rubbed off on me. And anytime that I'm struggling with, 
you know, who I want to be as a person and how I want to treat people and how I want to think and everything that, you know, I just look to him and he's always been a person that I can come to and bring these kinds of internal struggles to and he just kind of has a way, you know, because he's lived through all of it himself so he's he's got the knowledge and he just, he's never been afraid to help me out and let me know and steer me in the right direction um, and then I guess, I mean, in no particular order no, no one greater than the other but my mom too um, she's probably the smartest person I've ever known and she she's come so far and you know she started out bartending when we were younger a little bit off and on and then and then to see where she's come now I mean with her food blog and everything like she she started that up when we were way younger and it was doing nothing for a while could you explain to me what the food blog is yeah well I mean she kind of just makes up her own recipes cooks the food and then she takes pictures of it then she writes a post about it and then puts the ingredients up and then she posts it up there on her food blog. Um, and she does a bunch of different stuff like Traeger grills and Blackstone flat top grills. So she does a bunch of content for them and like different, different like spice brands and like, you know, meat rub brands she'll do content for. And then, yeah, so it's a bunch of different stuff. But, um, she started doing that a long time ago and it didn't do, you know, that type of stuff. It's a website. It didn't get any traction for years. But she kept doing it, and she stuck with it, and now it's like, it's her own business now, you know, and it's making her money, and I think it's just awesome that she, you know, because I would have given up right away, and I think most people would have, you know, you start a website, and you're doing all this work for free, because it's, you know, it's not easy stuff, I mean, you know, especially like getting down to like writing the posts and everything, like, that's not, at least for me, you know, that's not the easiest thing in the world at all and to do all that stuff for free for years on end is you know that's to me seems like it would be a tiring thing but she kept going with it and so I mean that's another I guess another struggle I would have would be like determination and you know the willingness to buckle down and get something done but she's really been a source of like inspiration for that when I need it especially now because that's something I need in my life and so when I'm struggling with that, I look to her and see how she has done that throughout her whole life. And so... You're very close with your mom, I could tell. Yeah, Just yeah. Just listening in. Yeah. No, me, yeah, but me, me and both my parents have a good, really close relationship. We don't really... We don't have any problems, really. I mean, I got, you know, I did my teenager trouble stuff when I was younger, like eighth grade. And then, you know, me and my dad would have it out. Me and my mom, I, you know, I was... A little bit of disrespectful all that but then um they really helped me pull out of that early and so so for years now um we really haven't had very many issues and if we do it's a lot more of a mature work it out type of thing so yeah at least to my next question so you mentioned uh okay you had your teenager troubles and you struggled with that yeah what advice would you tell uh students or other teenagers younger teenagers that are going through those troubled times like what would you tell them older what would older daniel tell younger students um i would really just tell you you know as as you come up and become teenagers and you get up in you know 14 15 you're gonna for some reason you're gonna think you know everything 
and you're going to want to push away all the advice you're getting and you're going to want to rebel but you're going to realize that that doesn't benefit you and I think it's better to start taking advice earlier rather than later and just bite the bullet and realize you're not smart you don't you haven't lived it you don't know anything at this point in your life so you know everyone's going to go through a little bit of it I think but the sooner you can realize that the people around you are a lot smarter than you are, I think the better off you'll be and the quicker you'll get out of that phase. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to jump ahead to the favorite part of these sessions, the word associations. So I'm going to give you a few words, a word or two. Tell me your immediate thoughts come to mind. Okay. Uh, first word, I think everyone loves this word, pickles. You know, everyone except for you. Yeah. Uh, well, definitely the first thing I think of is your hatred for them. Um, oh, yeah, I have a little bit of hatred, not too much. Yeah, but then the second thing I think of is like a, a nice tuna fish sandwich melt. When I, you know, I don't like cooking all that much, but when I do cook, I'll go up and I'll get a can of, you know, albacore tuna, and I'll mix that up with some mayo, and then we have re- these really good pickles. My mom, she this year she got the brine right. Mm. Like and so the pickles she made are really good. So I'll chop a few of those up and put them in with the tuna, and then I'll sock them on some bread and some cheese, and then I'll throw that on a pan and toast that up. So that's what pickles make me think of right now. All right, I'm hungry. Okay, Metallica. Oh well, shoot, that was like the first heavier band I got into. My dad showed me those guys, um, and now we have tickets to go see them in 2024 oh jealous I'm so jealous yep so we got tickets to see them both days two days yep man yeah 20 it'll be about a 20 song set list each day too so I'm insanely jealous yeah no that's that's gonna be awesome disco music disco music um honestly I'm not you know I'm not like deep into it but I can't say that I dislike it you know it's not something I could go and dive deep into and learn everything about like I do with kind of some other genres but um, I I like it I think, I think I can say that with confidence okay being a gentleman um, definitely one of the most important things I think treating people with respect is just you know it's a baseline if you don't do that people aren't going to like you and so I think that's something you should bring into every interaction in your daily life okay camping um, makes me think of the camping trips that I used to go on with my my grandparents. We used to go out to um, Moses Lake, I think it was. They had they had an RV park that they would stay at, and all the family would come out, even from like Minnesota and everything. And I remember one time, the first time I went, it was just me. My aunt took me, and I was hanging out with all the cousins. And then my mom had found out I went to the pool with just my cousins and not any adults around, so she made me come home early. And so that was a bummer, but over that now. But yeah, camping, that's that's what I think of. Cool. Relationships. Um I'm thinking I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Superheroes. Spider Man. It's my favorite. Not bad pick. Yeah. Not bad pick. Just at all. watch that one of those movies, The Amazing Spider Man. I used to hate on that movie, but I've watched it with my younger siblings a couple days ago and I actually think it's great okay uh, favorite food oh shoot I bounce back on this a lot um 
honestly, anything with fish in it. I mean, because we fish a lot, but I've gr- I've just grown to like fish in any any shape or form over the last few years. So yeah, anything fish, any seafood. Awesome. And um, any final words that you'd like to uh, tell our listeners out there? Mm, I mean, for any seniors out there listening, it uh, might not be the biggest, uh, what's the word, role model out there, but um, I guess I could just say make sure you get your stuff done because we don't have that much time left. And... I don't want to have to leave anyone behind, you know, I want everyone to walk. I think that would be really cool if we could all walk when graduation comes around. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for being part of the show. It's a pleasure to have you on this week. Yeah, it was awesome to come on. I was really, really looking forward to this. And that concludes this week's edition of Conversations with Mr. A with Daniel Johnson. One thing I'll say about Daniel, um, I told him this too right afterwards. Uh, he needs to give himself a lot more credit than he gives himself because he's actually come, uh, he's overcome a lot, overcome a lot of adversity, and he's actually a much stronger person than he realizes. And he's, he's really, really a good kid. And, um, it's gonna take him a while, he said. It's taking him a while to figure things out. But when he figure things out, I'll tell you, I think he will come far and he will definitely go to a lot of good places. So, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for another edition of Conversations with Mr. A coming up next week. Thank you for listening.